0: Hi, Charles here from Nerd of the Phone Podcast, and you are listening to Tokyo Munchies Podcast, hosted by Kyle, here on the IndieBlastNetwork.com and on Anchor.fm. Stay tuned and get yourself some Tokyo Munchies <laughs> And hey guys, welcome back to the Tokyo Munchies podcast. And this is the last podcast for the year that has been and will forever be known as 2020. The Shank year. Anyway, guys, so we're gonna rock this podcast out today on the 30th of December 2020. I'm gonna go through some stuff really quickly. Probably keep it a little bit shorter than the last few podcasts. So here we go, we go straight into the Tokyo weather. Here we are, Wednesday in Tokyo, it is 1 o'clock, it is cloudy, 9 degrees centigrade, it's friggin' cold man. It's saying 9 here, I know you guys think, think that's not too cold, but outside it's cold. Like we all feel it's like 1 or minus 1, it's cold. And Fahrenheit is 48 degrees Fahrenheit for you good people in the US of the A. And continuing on with the Tokyo weather. Precipitation is at a lovely 40% chance, and yeah, it said it was gonna rain last night and early this morning, and it did. We're so close to the snow in Tokyo; it's almost there. Humidity 77%, and um, wind is one miles per one meter per a second. Other than that, that's the weather. Oh yeah, looking at the uh, temperature over the next week, ooh, we're dropping down so. Uh, high is going to be 13. Oh, no, actually not over the next week, over today. High is going to be 13 at 4 o'clock. 3, 4 o'clock-ish. Night time. Oh yeah, it's dropping down to 2 and 3. Ah, it's going to be two, 2 degrees tomorrow morning. Oh, it's going to be cold. Anyway, so that's the Tokyo weather. There's not much really else to say about that. Um, one thing I did see in the news, there seems to be a lack of snow on Mount Fuji. and um. It was tweeted and one person commented, that's because all the snow's in Hakuba. And yeah, man, it is a dumper season this year for the snow. Hakuba, Nagano, Nigata, Hokkaido, they're all going off chops. So if you're a powder hound and you want that J-POW, definitely in the time of year to hit it. It's going to be a great season, probably a long one too. So you heard it here at Tokyo Munchies, go get your board, strap in and send it. That's the Tokyo weather. We are into the Japan news quickly and then we'll go to a commercial break. So, Japan news from the Google searches, let's go to the top 1, 2, and 3 from you before we get into my favorite site. Ah, uh, Top stories, to a bright new year with cake and candy in Japan, yeah, that's nice. Um, Number 2 from Google, births in Japan expected to fall below 800,000 in 2021. That's not unusual, they've been covering that for the last 10 years. The declining birth rate in Japan is an issue. And number three, unusual crowds absent from Tokyo's Haneda Airport. Really, I wonder why that is. It could possibly be related to the elephant in the room, but I don't think so. And we don't talk about that on this podcast. Anyway, into the Japan news. Right, let's see what we've got. And we'll turn you off because I'm obviously using way too much. What have we got here? One, two, three. All right, Japan news. Number one, unprecedented quality publicity behind success of Demon Slayer. Now, I know you guys have probably heard about this, it's all over the place, it's crazy. My children watch it every day, it's madness. I um, mean, it's going crazy all over the world. So, here we go, what do you guys to say? Who would have expected a new box office record to be set in this elephant in the room year? The animated movie Demon Slayer, Kimetsu no Yaba. Yaiba, The movie, Mugen Train, directed by Haruno Sotozaki, has become the most successful film in Japanese history, reaching about 32.48 32. billion yen at the box office. Woo! Yeah, man, like the marketing team behind the um, Demon Slayer has really hit it out of the ballpark. It is going crazy over here in Japan. Nearly every single snack, candy, instant noodle, cup, drink, whatever you can think of, has Demon Slayer plastered all over it. It's all over the net everywhere, it's all over, it's everywhere, like all the Weebo's are all Demon Slayers. I don't really watch TV and I love my anime, but I love the old school Dragon Ball Z. I'll keep re-watching that till the end of time. So I don't really know much about Demon Slayer, except for that chick with the pink eyes and the weird bamboo thing in her mouth, and that dog-pig looking guy? I don't know. But other than that, yeah, it seems to be pretty popular. My son got a Demon Slayer sword for Christmas, he's loving it, running around hitting everybody with it. So there you go, Japan news number one. Japan news number two, regional banks searching for earnings other than lending. Regional banks are now under increasing pressure to reorganize under the initiative of the government. Due to prolonged a period of ultra-low interest rates and a declining and ageing population, the bank's earning power is failing, falling. On top of this, with the continued spread of infections from the uh, elephant in the room, that's all rosy. And we'll leave that alone. And last one, Japan news number three, Golden Temple Shines Anew. Kyoto, the, world, the famous Kinkakuji Temple, a World Heritage Site in Kyoto, was unveiled Tuesday following the completion of work to replace the gleaming roof over the Kinkaku Shiraiden Hall for the first time in 18 years. The work started in September with about 100,000 wood shingles of Sawa cypress being replaced. Yeah, I'm um, the temple in Kyoto, the Kinkakuji. I'm pretty sure that is the only one I know of. Well, there's probably more around the world, but I don't know. I would just concentrate on Japan and Australia here. Um, it's the only temple in the world made out of pure gold, like gold sheet, gold leaf has been uh, flattened and plastered all over it. It's amazing. I'm a, I'm a fossicker, I'm a treasure hunter. I've got a metal detector and a pinpointer and a gold pans and I mine sapphire and gold and diamonds and rubies and emeralds and I can't go near that place, man, because the first thing I'm going to do is put my metal detector on it then the second thing I'm going to do is try to chisel some off and then I'll get arrested and probably deported. So that is Japan News number one, number two, and number three. Like I said, I'm going to keep this podcast pretty short because it's the last one for 2020, and I've got stuff to do, like working on the website. So we'll go to a commercial break, and we'll be back after that to talk about some Japanese candy and toys and stuff. See you soon. righty then guys so let's get back into this we're gonna get through some interesting stuff here because the last one for the year so let's let's look at Sora News 24 first I like this website it's really fun they cover a lot of cool stuff that happens in Japan all the time um they're quite entertaining it's a really good website for um news in Japan so we're gonna look at these capsule toys which just been or not been released but they will be released in March 2021 and for pre-order, too, which is a bit weird for capsule toys. So, this new line is depicting animals using toilets. And it's started their pre-order right now, three months before they even hit. So, it's not exactly a new line, because this artist has done this before. The artist's name, his name is Kunio Sato, and he is actually a well-known illustrator here. And he has gotten into the designing artwork for the capsule toys, the gacha gacha or the gacha pon. This series, as I said, he's done one before with the animals all lined up using the urinal or standing there taking a leak, and this one they're all sitting down on the uh, on the on the um, porcelain throne. So they're pretty funny. I'll go through with them quickly for you. Yeah, here we go. Right, so there's four to collect in this series, and these guys sell for four hundred yen each. So there's That's $4 roughly, US, Um, I'm not a currency converter, but yeah, roughly $4 US, so let's go through these, because they're really cool, Kunio Sato has this really unique anime style, where he gives animals sort of like their human expressions, and they're really funny, and cute, and kawaii, so the first one on the list is the Dainty Hippo, the Dainty Hippo, like as you imagine, is this little pink and purple hippo sitting on the uh, crapper, and it's sitting there, quite nice and petite, hands down in front of its fold in front of itself, looking uh, sheepishly to the uh, left. That's a pretty cool looking little figurine there. <laughs> By the way, these all click together, and they can all form like a diorama, it's same as the urinal ones. So that's the first one, the hippo. The next one is the pensive lion. Um, Uh, Pardon me for the uh, little blurbs written about each one of these they're not mine they have just been written by Sora news 24 So the pensive line hoping a cool draft on his crotch will ease his tormented mind Now this one's interesting one um yes, so it's a pensive line He's sitting on the uh, shitter and he's got his hands on his laps and he's looking down at the ground looks more constipated than pensive and um there's a gap between the bowl and his legs and you can see something there, which I'm not sure if that's child friendly, but we're not going to go into that. It's not uh, the number two. It's um, something else on the front of the um, animal, on the front of the male of the species. Um, the next one in the uh, four series lineup is the timid rabbit. Timid rabbit. rabbit, rabbit. So, timid rabbit. This one's really cute. This is super kawaii. So the timid rabbit constantly on guard for manic for a maniac to burst through the stall door. Again, this is really cute, like I said. There's a little rabbit sitting there and he's looking looking like to the left, all all worried, like, oh my god, someone might bust in and see me on the toilet. And he's got his little hands on his stomach and he's just that's really cute, this a and the final one in the four-part series is the Adventurous Chameleon who embodies all of our innate desires to use a toilet while standing on the edge of the seat. Alrighty then! I don't have an innate desire to use a toilet while standing on the edge of the seat, but apparently um, a lot of people do. Um, this one is really cool too. So you got your little chameleon. He's, yeah, standing on the edge of the seat, bent over a bit, looking out like, hey, I'm going to dump a load here. Um, watch me go. So, uh, yeah, well, that's it. Like I said, these guys are going to go for 400 yen each, yeah, which is roughly $4 US. And they'll be in machines in Japan on March 2021. But, yeah, Kaido, Kaido has set up pre-orders on their website. So if you go to Kaido, you can do pre-orders for these guys and get them before they actually hit the uh, machines. And probably the pre-orders is a good idea because you maybe can buy what you want rather than... um because you know the Gacha Gacha, the gacha pond. normally it's try your luck. So you just put your money in, turn the handle, and you get what you get. But maybe the pre-orders let you get what you want. So, yeah. That is um, what I wanted to cover from Sora News 24. We're going to cover a lot of Japanese candy before we finish this podcast. I want to talk about like the best Japanese candy from 2020. And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of great ones. There's a list of about 30 or so. I'm going to cut that down to about 10 or so to make it a little bit better, or a little bit quicker, or maybe even 20, because it's 2020, 20 top Japanese snacks for 2020. So we'll see how we go from there. So we'll go to another commercial break. I'll be back after that. We'll talk about Japanese candy, some skateboarding, and then we'll leave it alone. Japanese candy is not just for Japanese, it's for you too. So make sure you drop by tokyomunchies.ticto.com and get yourself a munchie pack today because I'm Batman Alrighty, now let's get into the fun stuff guys We're going to talk about the top 20 Japanese candy from 2020 Um, This is a long list, so I'm going to go through this pretty quickly Um, We might have to skip the skateboard chat today, but um, let's get into it Right One of my personal favorites is Black Thunder. Number one on the list, Black Thunder So Black Thunder, it's been loved in Japan for many many years It wasn't really popular when it first came out, but when they changed the name to Black Thunder, it really took off It's um, this really, it's this little crisp chocolate bar it's coated with milk chocolate and has these crisp biscuits inside and it's beautiful like bittersweet cocoa cookies and milk chocolate, it's really, really nice. Um, goes great with coffee, glass of milk, It's also also really good energy kick because they're so small, you just chuck them in your pockets when you're snowboarding or when you're skateboarding or when you're doing any type of sport, have a munch and get a bit of an energy rush and go about your day. Um, they've done lots of awesome flavours, they've done like a yuzu flavour, they've done like a, right now they a rice crispy flavour. I saw a sweet potato flavour, there was a cheesecake flavour as well. So Black Fun is always changing, always bringing out new products, but their classic is always, remains the same. I had these on my shop, or oh, before I had them on the shop, uh, 10 bucks for a box of 20. So it's like having your own candy shop, I've got a box next to me right now and um, yeah, it's like having your own candy shop just reach in, grab one of the black thunders out of the box, munch it and um, chuck some in your pocket and on your way so number 1 for 20 Japanese candies of 2020, black thunder, love it number 2, you can't go past Pocky, a list wouldn't be complete without Pocky now you all know about Pocky, it's famous here around in Japan and around the world and there's just so many different flavors, and it just they keep changing all the time too, bringing out new flavors. It's like the McDonald's of chocolate and candy and snacks. Um, pocky, smile with happiness. Uh, one of my personal favorites was the almond pocky that came out, I think, last year or the year before. That was really, really good. I've still got a box of the cherry blossom flavored pocky in my fridge right now. They were a limited release item. They're only released in around March. Actually, I tell a lie. Sometimes they're released around February, but obviously, Cherry Blossom festivals end of March, beginning of April. But I find them in shops as early as February. And they're only released in limited numbers at very obscure 7 Eleven convenience stores around Japan. So you'll go into one convenience store, the 7 Eleven and there's no pocky, you go into another one 100 meters down the street and there's the cherry blossom flavoured pocky and sometimes they were strategically placed in the 7-elevens there's a really nice cherry blossom park near um, Kagurazaka, near the canal cafe and there's a 7-eleven konbini really close to the park and it's really it's great because you go to the park, you look in the cherry blossoms, you go to the Kambini, you get your beer, your food, your chuhai's And they've got the Securita Pocky, the Cherry Blossom Pocky right there. Um, There's so many different flavors of Pocky. I could talk about Pocky forever. There's lychee, there's matcha, there's banana, there's strawberry, there's everything. So Pocky, obviously number two on the list. Number three, Choco Ball. Choco Ball is great too. Choco is like a little box with this cute little toucan-like character on the packet. He's always changing the expression, always doing something different. It's from Morinaga. It's a great chocolate. It's a little crispy, like uh, candy, crispy candy thing in the middle, and um, coated in milk chocolate. And the packets always change, and again, they bring out different flavors too, like banana, strawberry, cheesecake, sweet potato. So, Choco Ball is definitely up there on the list. All right next Apollo. Apollo, I haven't really sold many of these. I do put them in the munchie packs. So, if you have a munchie pack, you might get a box of Apollo. Again, it's another classic traditional chocolate. It's a little tetra-shaped package, and they're really easy to eat, and they're two-toned. They're strawberry and chocolate-flavored, with was a little like, uh, pyramid-type of shaped thing. But yeah, um, keep your eyes open on the Tokyo Munchies shop, because I'll probably have Apollo in there just for sale by itself, and yeah, as I said, it's going to be in the munchie packs too now and then. Trillo chocolate number five on our list. Trillo is an interesting one. Chulo make these little bite-sized chocolates, and you can get them in a. You can buy them either individually, or you can buy them in like a little nine-pack box, a little strip, and they've got nine different flavors. So they've got like a dark chocolate, a milk chocolate, a white cookie, a uh, milk chocolate, um, the chilo classic chocolate flavor, American-style almond chocolate flavor, which is great, strawberry jelly, and that chilo yep, that's another awesome Japanese candy. Oh, like chocolate. Moving on, number six, Calypico. Callipico, the giant Callipico. Another one of my favorites. From clippo Callipico is the ice cream you're eating when you're not eating ice cream. So it's an ice cream, it's a wafer cone, and it's full of this, like, um, musky style uh, candy type of thing. I can't put my, my English is failing me, but, um, yeah, it looks like an ice cream cone, it tastes like an ice cream cone, but it's not. It's um, it's candy, and it's fantastic, and they're super cheap, super light, easy to ship. They have the strawberry flavor and the chocolate flavor predominantly. They do bring out some different flavors now and then, but yeah, cl- Giant Calipo, one of my favorites up there on the list. Moving on, Meiji chocolate, who doesn't like Meiji chocolate? It's fantastic. Uh, Meiji, again, is a very popular Japanese candy, uh, on Valentine's Day it goes crazy. I'm going to keep moving because these are just a little bit boring. Ghana chocolate from Lotte, Lotte is a famous Korean um, confectionery manufacturer, very popular over here in Japan. Meiji and Lotte go head to head in the chocolate steaks here. The packaging is very similar, um, but again another fantastic chocolate here available, not exactly a Japanese candy because it's Korean, but it's pretty much made its home here and Morinaga who wouldn't the game the top three chocolate manufacturers in Japan are Meiji, Ghana from Lottie and Morinaga. Morinaga is like a really old traditional Japanese chocolate company and you're hard-pressed to choose which one is the best because they're all really really good so number nine on the list Morinaga chocolate um, it's pretty much the same as Meiji and Ghana, it's just a block of Japanese chocolate. It's fantastic though, it's very, very nice. Keep going. Ah, oh, another one on the list for Meiji is a Macadamia. Again like I'm from Australia, macadamia is very popular in Australia and Hawaii and Japan too. Meiji make the macadamia, which is basically just macadamia nuts coated in their delicious signature milk chocolate. Another go-to one if you just want to munch out on chocolate and macadamia nuts. That's number 10. That's fantastic. love that one. Alright, now we're getting into a little bit more obscure stuff. The Take no Ko no Sato. They, this one's an interesting one. Who makes you? Yeah, Meiji again. Meiji is a dominating force and confectioner in Japan. It is definitely right up there. So Take, take no Take no Sato. No Sato, they make two main different types of chocolates. They have like a little bamboo shoot shaped one with chocolate covered in chocolate, and then they got the little mushroom ones as well. And both are very similar it's a little biscuit covered in chocolate. One looks like a bamboo shoot, the other one looks like a mushroom. I love munching on these because you can just nip, just like uh, bite the little mushroom cap off, and then just eat the biscuit separately, or just munch it all in one go. So again, that's number 11, that's a fantastic one. And I don't know why you're so far down the list, but Kit Kats, Japanese Kit Kats, they're starting to get more prevalent in the world now, but if you want really, really unique only Japanese Kit Kats, you've got to come to Japan to get them. The Kit Kat Chocolatory just released a whiskey-flavored one, and it's actually the chocolate is actually produced and made in traditional whiskey barrels. So you get that whiskey infusion and they're alcoholic as well. Um, yeah, again, everybody knows about Japanese Kit Kats. There's so many flavors. Green tea, cheesecake, sweet potato, strawberry, the whiskey flavor, the sublime flavor range, oh, the sake flavor. Yeah, this just goes on and on and on. It never stops. And we just keep going. Uh, Meiji Kaiju Gummy is a fantastic little gummy candy, bursting with flavour. It's pretty much like eating a piece of fruit. The orange flavoured, the orange flavoured one, is like little pieces. They look like a piece of orange, like a mandarin or orange, and it just tastes exactly like eating a piece of orange. And it's made with 100% fruit juice too, so that's probably why. Uh, Fettuccine Gummy. This one's another good one. I like this. Made from bur- maybe by the company Bourbon, not to be confused with the whiskey. So Bourbon, they make this fettuccine gummy candy and it's in three or four main flavors. Soda, chocolate, um, orange and maybe lemon. And it's fashioned off fettuccine pasta and it's coated in powdered sugar. And they're just really good to eat. It's chewy gummy candy, they're just really nice. They've got vitamin C in them as well, so it's a, it's a healthy gummy candy. Um, an al dante textured gummy with a distinctive mochi texture. It's almost impossible to stop. Yep, a popular one amongst children and adults. Great one on there. Number fifteen, poiful. Poiful. Poiful is playful. Poiful is like another really cute little Japanese candy. Um, you get the little box which has four flavors: great, raspberry, lemon, and kiwi fruit. Um, They come in little packs, they're really tiny, so if you're a big sweet sweet tooth, you probably should buy a whole crate of these, because they're just really hard to stop, and they just keep munching them. Not too chewy, they just have a moderate elasticity, and the colourful packaging is really cute, playful, definitely a go-to there. I'm coming up on one of my favourites now, oh the Subugumi, the Subugumi, it's pretty much like jelly beans, Japanese version of jelly beans comes in five different flavors, lemon, apple, grape, peach, and muscat. all in one bag, sweet, chewy, Japanese style jelly beans really good. I'm um, gonna skip a couple of these guys because the list is really big. Oh the DIY candy from Poppin Cookin Crepeshi's Poppin Cookin Crepe yassin'. The Number 20 up, oh ho oh, oh, ho oh. ho, actually not number 20 um, well, I've got no- what number up to but we'll just do a few more Poppin Cookin' from Crazy, also heart make the DIY kits as well. But on the list for number one from 2020 was the crepe Yasan. So Yasan is like shop. Um, the crepe kit was really really cool, man. You got these little. You get your little DIY kit. You make your little crepes. Mix the water and the powder together. You make a little crepe. You put it in the microwave for a couple of seconds to, to make it set. And then you mix up the other powders to make the make the um, imitation cream filling and the imitation chocolate filling and you make little mini strawberries and you make little mini hearts and stuff and you make a little mini crepe and you munch it and it tastes just like a crepe crepes are super popular here in Japan, They're, you go to Harajuku and there's a lineup of about 20 to 30 people just to get a crepe so the DIY crepe kit, yeah that's definitely up there, it's one of the number ones oh here's another cool one the Neru 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 Ne um, just like the DIY kits from Kreishi, and this one nere, 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 eh, is made by Kreishi as well. Just like a DIY kit, you put your little powder into a little bowl, mix it with some water, and stir it up with a spoon. It turns into this sticky like honey molasses type of stuff. And then you have another little tray full of little mini flavored candy marshmallows. And you get your little spoon, your little stick. You get a dob of that on the end of the stick. You stick it in the little candy and you get it covered in candy and then you munch it. Um, comes in lots of different flavours, soda, cola, grape, orange, and again a lot of Japanese candies are vitamin enriched. The Kreishi neru, neru 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 has calcium, so it's good for your teeth. And let's do a couple more and then we'll round this off because there's just too much candy to talk about. So I think I'm going to go to one of my last ones, the favourite one here on my list, the Pucho. Yes, the Pucho from Uha. Pucho and Haichu are very, very similar. What makes Pucho different is Pucho has these little, like, it's a chewy, chewing gum type of candy thing. But inside the Pucho, there's these little hard gummy candy bits, which make it give it an interesting texture and give it an extra flavor boost. I always buy these bags of Pucho, the four flavor packs, because they're good value. Um, You get them, what do they come in? It's soda, cola, strawberry, and apple. And some of the packs have a mystery flavor too. Really good. Pucho is definitely one to go to. I have an issue with Pucho. I keep the packet near my bed when I go to sleep. I really, it's really hard not to munch these. But I do. And I'm have to control myself now because 2021, we're going to have a more healthy life style. So that's it. That's a lot of Japanese candy to digest. That's the twenty, oh, around twenty of the best Japanese candies for twenty twenty. Um, I'm a little bit constrained for time today, guys. That's why we're going a little bit fast. Um, let's wrap this podcast up. I'd just like to say thank you, everybody, for an interesting twenty twenty. Thank you for all your support around the world from all our listeners in America, Australia, Taiwan, France, Germany, Japan. Oh, obviously Japan. Um, New Zealand. Man, there's even a person listening in Lithuania. So, hello. So, thank you guys for a fantastic 2020. It's been a bit rough for all of us, but you always have to look on the positive. To wrap this podcast up, I'm going to finish with Happy New Year. I hope 2021 brings you a fantastic new year. Everything is going to get better, guys. Keep your heads up. Keep on fighting. Fight ipats. This is Kyle from Tokyo Munchies signing off for 2020. Have a great countdown. Much love.